Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning. It is 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Ted Woodward. Steve McIntosh has the day off. It is Friday, January 6th. We'll be taking a look at a kidnapping case in Wichita. And we also have our full weather forecast coming up in just a few minutes here on this Friday as we head into the weekend. It's like a little bit warmer today before a cold front moves through tonight. So we'll have our full weather forecast coming up shortly. Wichita police say a man is in custody. This after he allegedly kidnapped three children in two separate incidents near Clark Elementary School in southeast Wichita. That's an area to the east of Lincoln and Woodlawn. The first incident happened after a 4 o'clock Wednesday afternoon near Harry and Woodlawn, close to Boston Park. A girl in her early teens reported her kidnapper was driving a blue vehicle, tried to sexually assault her, but let her go. And then just before 9 o'clock yesterday morning, a similar situation. Two elementary students, siblings, a boy and a girl, were heading to school on foot on South Drury when a man in a blue vehicle kidnapped them. Investigators say the driver let the boy go and later released the girl, who was found safe a short time later. Police officer Chad Ditch says officers already investigating the Wednesday afternoon kidnapping were able to locate the suspect vehicle with help from the young boy victim. A brief chase took place, and then they made an arrest. Both these cases are still in the early stages. Uh, We have investigators out here still actively investigating both incidences. Um, We do strongly believe that the suspect that we have in custody is the suspect involved in both of these cases. And that suspect has been identified as 21-year-old Manasseh Ward. He has been arrested on suspicion of two counts of kidnapping, two counts of aggravated criminal sodomy, three counts of indecent liberties, two counts of aggravated assault, and two counts of criminal threat. A new affidavit revealing chilling information about the suspect charged with killing four Idaho college students. The court documents show Koberger's phone pinged at least 12 times near the Moscow home leading up to the brutal killings. Now, the affidavit lays out what authorities believe to be his escape route leaving the crime scene. We also now know, based on Koberger's phone records, that he returned to the murder scene around 9 a.m. the following morning. His DNA was found on a knife sheath left at the crime scene, which was lying next to one of the victims. And one of the most 
bone-chilling revelations that came from that affidavit, the surviving roommate came face-to-face -face with the killer. Police who referred the surviving roommate as DM say she, quote, saw a figure clad in black clothing in a mask that covered the person's mouth and nose walking towards her. And that's Fox's Brooke Singman with that report. The Sedgwick County Sheriff's Department is now investigating a New Year's Eve incident involving two teenagers and off-duty Wichita police officers who were working security at a skating rink. The police department made the request to avoid any perceived conflict of interest. Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple says it's important for any witnesses to contact the sheriff's office. I think we have some folks who wind up giving their story on the internet or posting on social media. Uh, and I think those folks, some of them might assume that now that is part of the investigation. Uh, it, it's, it's actually not. Uh, we need those type of statements, those witness statements to be go through the proper channel. Anyone with information is asked to call the Sedgwick County Sheriff's Office. A prisoner in Kansas City, Kansas, alleges in a federal lawsuit the State Department of Corrections is not providing him with proper treatment for terminal cancer. Lawyers for 56-year-old John Kelvin said in an emergency filing last week that the Corrections Department refuses to give Kelvin intravenous nourishment while he fights stage 4 colon cancer. Kelvin was convicted of first-degree murder in a 2002 killing but has maintained his innocence. Another man convicted in the shooting has also said Kelvin did not commit the murder. Kelvin is eligible for parole this coming May. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Today, America will pause. Yeah, today America will pause and reflect on the still troubling scene. The Capitol Hill riots took place two years ago on this day. Since the day it happened, there has been an inauguration, trials, pleas, convictions, and hearings. But from all we saw, many still will not forget the sounds and the threats. Start making a list, put all those names down, and we start hunting them down one by one. We are at war. Two years now since the Capitol riot, many who took part have been punished and many who held the line honored. That will happen again today as the president awards the Citizens Medal to men and women who put their lives on the line to protect democracy. Gernal Scott, Fox News. A 25-year-old Wichita man sentenced to more than 79 years to life in prison for the shooting death of a young man five years ago. Sedgwick County District Judge Tyler Rausch sentenced Deismond Peters to life without parole for first-degree murder and more time for aggravated robbery, aggravated assault, aggravated burglary, and criminal possession of a weapon by a felon. The district attorney's office said the sentences will be served consecutively. A jury convicted Peters in March of last year. That shooting happened nearly five years ago. Police said the victim, 18-year-old Dante DeVore, was inside a home near Lincoln and Edgemore in southeast Wichita when someone knocked on the door. After answering the door, several suspects walked into the house armed with handguns. A fight broke out. Shots were fired, killing DeVore. Peters was arrested a year later after that shooting. She was very, very, very old and even older. We'll talk about cave drawings and a mystery solved. Interesting stuff coming up. And, of course, our full weather forecast heading into this first weekend of the year is on the way. We're glad you're with us. KNSS News Time is 6.06.
It's 611 with Steve and Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. The oldest person in America has passed in Iowa. Bessie Hendricks, believed to be the oldest person in the U.S., has passed away. She was 115 at the time of her death on Tuesday in Lake City, Iowa. Born November 7, 1907, Hendricks raised a family that included five children, nine grandchildren, 28 great-grandchildren, and 42 great-great-grandchildren. In a 2017 interview, she said the secret to her longevity was hard work, and she continued to crochet past her 100th birthday. She'll be laid to rest on Saturday. Hendricks' death leaves a California woman as the oldest person in America, set to turn 115 next month. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Archaeologists have studied prehistoric cave drawings for centuries, but it took a furniture restorer from London to solve a crucial mystery. Ben Bacon describes himself as being effectively a person off the street, and with archaeologists stumped by dots and lines on an Ice Age cave stencil of animals, he decided to have a go. The Eureka moment was decoding that a Y-like symbol was related to giving birth. He brought on board some researchers to help draw the key conclusion. Those dots and lines refer to mating seasons and a lunar calendar. We can now say Ice Age hunter-gatherers were the first to use a systemic calendar. Ben Bacon says our ancestors suddenly feel a lot closer. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. It is 6.13 with Steve and Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. And as we get going on the Friday morning commute, we'll keep you updated all morning long on traffic conditions with Jad Chambers. All right, now conditions looking fairly good in the Wichita area. We do have a... uh, Bit of a traffic slowdown. This is, uh, or a potential slowdown. Southbound on I-135, a stalled-out vehicle around 21st Street North. Traffic volumes just now starting to pick up, but as they do pick up, watch out for a, a slowdown around there. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. And let's take a look at our weather forecast heading into this first weekend of the year with meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We're seeing some mid and high level clouds move in from the west. This is ahead of a disturbance that's coming from the Great Basin into the central plains by tonight. We become partly cloudy and a bit breezy today with a high 51. Clearing tonight as a cold front moves through our low 31, then sunny on Saturday with a high just 39. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Currently in Wichita, we have a breeze out of the southeast. It is mostly clear, 33 degrees here on this Friday morning, January 6th. We get going here on a Friday, heading into a weekend. So, got a lot of things to get to this morning, and we're glad you're with us. Delta Airlines is going to provide free Wi-Fi service on most of its U.S. flights starting next month. Something free on an airplane. We'll see. Delta CEO announcing the freebie at the CES Technology Trade Show says by the end of the year, Delta will outfit more than 700 planes with high-speed satellite-based broadband service from T-Mobile. Plans to expand free Wi-Fi to international and Delta Connection flights by the end of next year. Service will use equipment from Viasat, a U.S.-based satellite broadband provider. Many airlines are upgrading Internet access on their planes so that passengers can stay connected or stream entertainment on their electronic devices. Usually they have to pay for it, but Delta says it's, it's all going to be free. There is, there is one reason why they might benefit from doing something like that for free. It's, it's basically like handing a kid a pacifier. 
It's just to pacify the, the the people in the air to keep them occupied with their phones, so they're not. Well, that's why they, that's why on they the serve plane. drinks yeah. on a drink cart is to distract people during the flight. Yeah, but there's kind of a there's kind of a drawback there to <laughs> the drinks cart, whereas with Wi-Fi, eh, it's just people playing you know, you know playing Minecraft on their phone for a while. Yeah, it's free until Delta raises ticket prices 5% to make up for it. Yeah, to make up for it, and and that's true as well. The world's glaciers are shrinking and disappearing faster than scientists thought. Two-thirds projected to melt out of existence by the end of the century at current climate change trends. But a new study finds if the world can limit future warming to just a few tenths of a degree and to fulfill international goals, then slightly less than half of the globe's glaciers will disappear. Study in the yesterday's journal Science examined all of the globe's 215,000 land-based glaciers, not counting those on ice sheets in Greenland and Antarctica. The keyboardist for REO Speedwagon, Neil Doughty, is retiring from touring. He's a founding member of the band, says in a statement all the traveling's finally gotten to him. Hmm. He's always enjoyed seeing the fans, who allowed him to do it for 55 years. Doughty will sit in on select concert stops. Other band members support his decision and wish him well. Singer huh. Kevin Cronin says it'll be a big change to not see Doughty on the keyboard. Says they'll miss his quick wit and interesting conversation on those long bus rides. Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. So what's your opinion on Ario Speedwagon? Huge thumbs up. Love Ario. Really? Huh. Are you surprised? Well, okay, I guess that... That would have been. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to line it up. That That's would have right been right in the bullseye when I was a kid. Yeah, great it, music, it is, isn't it? Well, <laughs> we can we can agree to disagree about Ario Speedwagon. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> it's six seventeen with Steve and Ted here on KNSS, and let's see what's going on in sports. And of course, uh, we have the National Football League wrapping up its regular season this weekend. The playoff-bound Kansas City Chiefs. Play tomorrow on Saturday afternoon, finishing up out in Las Vegas against their division rival, the Raiders. These teams met back on October 10th in Arrowhead Stadium, and the Chiefs won that game barely, 30-29. to Travis Kelsey had four receiving touchdowns. Tomorrow afternoon, the rematch in Vegas to close out the regular season. The fan duel has the Chiefs as a 9.5-point favorite, and it's expected to be the highest-scoring game in the NFL this weekend, according to fan duel. Mitch Holtis and the Chiefs radio crew will begin their pregame coverage at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. The game will kick off at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon. Of course, you can listen live right here on your Wichita radio home of the Chiefs, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Chiefs football tomorrow. And, of course, our live Friday morning visit with Mitch Holtis will take place less than two hours from now at 8.10 this morning. So make sure you're here for that. If the Chiefs win tomorrow, they will be the number one team in the conference and they get a bye during the opening round of the playoffs. So that's the scenario for the Chiefs tomorrow. Let's take a look at college men's basketball. Last night, Wichita State at home at Coke Arena hosting Cincinnati. Shockers got behind early in this one. They were down by 17 at halftime, down 22 early in the second half. And Yikes. we're really never in this one. Cincinnati won the game 70-61. You heard the game on 103.7 KEYN. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl had the call. After the game, comments from Shocker head coach Isaac Brown. Give their coaching staff a lot of credit. They were the better team tonight. Um, They were tougher. They were stronger. They were more athletic. 
they made the shots that we missed, and um, that's just the bottom line. They were the better team. Shocks fall to 0-3 in conference play now, two of those three losses at home. Wichita State will be on the road Sunday, heading to Tampa to take on South Florida. The Shockers have won their last six meetings against the Bulls. And both teams are looking for their first conference win of the season. Mike Kennedy and Bob Hole will have pregame coverage of Shocker basketball at 11 o'clock Sunday morning on 103.7 KEYN. College basketball this weekend for Kansas, third-ranked Jayhawks on the road at West Virginia. KU is on a seven-game winning streak. The defending national champs are 13-1 on the season. They've won eight of their last nine against the Mountaineers. Live coverage of KU basketball at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon, and that is on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Men's action for Kansas State on the road, visiting 16th-ranked Baylor. That game will tip off at 5 p.m. tomorrow as the Wildcats are on a seven-game winning streak with a record of 13-1. and Though they have lost their last seven games against Baylor. Interesting, of course, because K-State's new head coach is Jerome Tang, a longtime assistant coach at Baylor. Now Coach Tang is going back to Baylor as the head coach at K-State. That'll be at 5 p.m. tomorrow. There's only two college football games left, and they're both national championship games. The NCAA Division I FCS championship game is Sunday in Frisco, Texas. It's North Dakota State taking on South Dakota State. The Bison and the Jackrabbits. Coverage of that one at 1230 Sunday afternoon over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH with a national championship on the line. College women's basketball, Wichita State is home tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock at Coke Arena. The Shocker ladies hosting South Florida, a top 35 team. Shocks are 11-4. The Bulls are 13-4. Shocker ladies at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon at Coke Arena. Big weekend for the Wichita Thunder hockey team with back-to-back home games on home ice downtown at Intrust Bank Arena tonight and tomorrow night. Second-place Thunder hosting the top team in the league, the Idaho Steelheads, who are on a 12-game winning streak right now. We'll see if the Thunder can put a stop to that. Saturday is a huge game for the Thunder, one of the great calendar events of the year in Wichita sports. Thunderdog's birthday, Saturday night. Pirates and Princesses will also be there, and the Wiener Dog Nationals, dog racing on the ice at the intermission. <laughs> Excellent. Saturday will be a big night for the Thunder downtown. Yeah, happy birthday, uh, T-Dog. Yeah, Thunderdog. Friday and Saturday nights, games downtown at Intrust Bank Arena. And a happy birthday today to basketball guy, Tad Boyle. Having a milestone birthday today, Coach Boyle is 60 years old today. Wow, happy birthday, great, Coach. Great playing career at KU, where he was a captain of the team, assistant coach at KU, assistant coach here at Wichita State under Mark Turgeon, and for the last 13 years, he's now been the head coach out at the University of Colorado. Happy birthday to Coach Boyle, who is 60 today. And that's sports with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. We're coming up on 623 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. We have a traffic and weather update. And a message for parents who have trouble with their children's behavior. That's coming up on A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta next here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. This is Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 
Good morning. It is 631. You are listening to 98.7 and 1330 KNSS here on this Friday, January 6th. Currently mostly clear, 33 degrees in Wichita. Two people have been hospitalized following a shooting in North Wichita. This was early yesterday afternoon near 21st and Grove in the area of 22nd and Pyatt. Police officers arrived, found a man in his 40s inside a home. He was hospitalized in critical condition. Another man arrived at a different hospital in serious condition from a gunshot wound. Police believe that these shootings are connected. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy once again fails to become Speaker of the House. 11 votes in just three days. That's enough for the history books. Now we enter into day four, and McCarthy was asked if the speakership role that he seeks has been weakened by this drawn-out and fractured process. Late last night, details of a potential deal emerged. Lawmakers tell Fox News that this would give in to virtually all the demands of those who have been resisting a vote for Kevin McCarthy. The deal would allow a one-member motion to vacate, giving members an easier route to oust McCarthy if they wanted to. And provides the House Freedom Caucus with stronger representation on key House committees. And that's Fox's Alexandria Hoff with that report. Two people were injured in a mobile home fire in South Wichita. This happened early yesterday morning in the 2100 block of West MacArthur near Meridian. Fire crews found flames coming from the home when they got there. Two people who got out of the home suffered critical injuries from smoke inhalation. And damage to the home estimated in excess of $70,000. The Biden administration taking steps to deal with immigration and border security. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas making it very clear. Title 42 or not, the border is not open. Secretary Mayorkas making the statement after the department and President Biden announced a slew of actions on the border while the Supreme Court hears arguments on the immigration policy known as Title 42. The actions include the U.S. accepting 30,000 people per month from four countries for two years, allowing the ability to work legally as long as they come to the country legally, have eligible sponsors, and are vetted. At the White House, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. The city of Wichita is providing incentives for landlords to lease apartments to those receiving housing assistance. It's an attempt to reduce the homeless population. Mayor Brandon Whipple says new landlords who sign up could receive up to $1,000 in new bonuses. Those who took part in the program before, but not recently, would get a $500 bonus. The incentive program helps landlords by reducing vacancies, by providing a pool of individuals and families that are ready to rent and compensating for physical damages or vacancies related to leasing to assisted individuals and families. And the Wichita Housing Choice Voucher Program began on New Year's Day. Wichita Fire Captain Larry Feuerborn has passed away. Feuerborn was known as the legend to his fire service family. He's been a member of the Wichita Fire Department for 44 years. He'd been talking about his plans to retire this year. As was both feared and predicted, a new variant of the COVID-19 virus is now being found in circulation. Data collected by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control now show that three out of every four new cases of COVID infections are that of a new subvariant strain labeled XBB.1.5. It is part of the Omicron version of the virus, which has been in circulation for months. The concerns are that this new subvariant might not be impacted by vaccines or by naturally derived immunities, though no conclusions are drawn by researchers yet. As usual, those who are immunocompromised or who have certain chronic conditions would likely be at risk for more severe disease. Eben Brown, Fox News.
The National Football League has decided that the game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night was suspended after Buffalo safety DeMar Hamlin got hurt and had cardiac arrest will not be continued. The game was halted with the Bengals leading 7-3 to in the first quarter after Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest and collapsed on the field. Doctors said Hamlin has shown substantial improvement but remains in critical condition. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell saying in a statement that among the reasons for not continuing the game were that it would have no bearing on what teams made the playoffs and resuming it would have delayed the postseason by a week. The outcome of the game, though, could have had an impact on home field advantage in the AFC playoffs, and if that is still the case after the final regular season games this weekend, the NFL is proposing a plan that would involve potentially playing the AFC title game at a neutral site. I'm Eric Messersmith, Fox News. It's 636 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS, and let's check our weather forecast heading into the first weekend of the year. Here's meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A few clouds continue to spread in from the west here this morning. We become partly cloudy and breezy today. Temperatures reaching the mid-40s by the time we go to lunch. 51 for the high this afternoon. Clear overnight. Hello, 31. Sunny and much cooler Saturday with a high 39. 47 likely on Sunday. I'm KNSS meteorologist and holiday. Currently in Wichita, we have a breeze out of the southeast. Partly cloudy sky. It is 33 degrees here on this Friday morning, January 6th. It was 60 years ago on this day that Wild Kingdom premiered on NBC. show that we watched every week. And it was always footage of uh, this guy going out into the jungle and <laughs> wrestling with alligators and encountering all sorts of exotic animals out in the wild. Usually wild it, Kingdom. Usually over in Africa. Wild Kingdom. <laughs> and, you know, Johnny Carson always did. It was hosted by a guy named Marlon Perkins, who yep. was fairly old. Johnny Carson would always do the joke that, you know, Marlon Perkins would introduce the piece, and then this guy named Jim would be in the in the Jeep kind of wrestling with a bear in the background. <laughs> Mar- Marlon didn't have to do anything more than just introduce the piece. Yep. And it was sponsored by Mutual of Omaha. Yeah, Talk sure about was. a great yeah. sponsorship. It's 60 years later, and I still remember it. Yep. Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. It premiered 60 years ago on this day on NBC. We're coming up on 638 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS, and now it's time to get some great information on the commodities update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Ted and Jad. The cattle complex traded and closed opposite of what it did on Wednesday, as we saw yesterday's action all on the negative side. Wednesday, the cattle complex closed strong to the upside with some deferred live cattle contracts making new contract highs, so yesterday was quite a change of direction. Lean hog futures continued to close negative yesterday. Some contracts have closed negative now for five to six straight sessions, and nearby contracts Thursday had 12 to 13 session lows in the lean hogs. At the close, Feb live cattle, seven cents higher. 157.35 March feeder cattle a dollar 67 lower 186.55 in Febline hogs a dollar 55 lower at 82.52 the wheat corn and soybean futures yesterday were unable to hold early session highs only Chicago wheat and the soybean mill futures closed positive for the current slide to the downside the wheat corn and soybeans all made new lows yesterday well, yesterday, Putin ordered a temporary ceasefire in the Ukraine for 36 hours. That's from noon today to midnight Saturday. But late yesterday, President Zelensky rejected the proposal, and it sounds like 
their midnight uh, start was actually at 4 o'clock our time, and there has been continued fighting today. At the moment, March KC wheat, 3 cents higher at 8.42 and 3 quarters. March corn, 5 and a quarter higher at 6.58. And March soybean, 7 and a quarter higher at 14.78. February crude oil trading 30 cents lower at 73.37. February gold's up 40 cents at 1,841. The March S&P's down three quarters of a point at 38.28. While the March dollar index is 51 cents higher at $105.33. And March Dow Jones futures holding 25 points higher at 33,095. For commodity trading or ag marketing advisory, contact Leffler Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM. Yeah, Tom, with the fighting uh, Russian-Ukraine going on now for months, has the, has the, have the commodities markets adjusted to this being the new normal, or is it still in flux a little bit? I think you're correct in saying it's kind of been looked upon now as a new normal, because you take when this started uh, last year there in February, for several months there, we saw it really have reactions in our commodity markets. And now it seems like we don't see it really have much of an effect. The biggest thing, it really seems to affect our markets if we see a big slowdown due to some of the war efforts taking place in the Black Sea region that stops exports from coming out of the country. Weekend, first weekend of the year. You got any big plans coming up? Uh, no, I really don't. I uh, hadn't even thought about it being the first weekend of the year. Yeah, I kind of hadn't either. Once we get to, we got all the holidays out of the way, and now everything's kind of back to normal, I don't know what to do. Well, maybe we ought to relax this weekend. <laughs> right. That sounds like a good plan. Hey, Tom, thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you on Monday. Thank you, Ted. That's the Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Every weekday morning at this time right here with Steve and Ted on KNSS. Confused about tipping? So am I, says the money tracker, Don Grant. Don will see if we can relieve some of that confusion coming up when he'll be with us right here on the program. Stephen Ted, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
646 with Steve and Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Be sure to keep it here for the Money Tracker with Don Grant. He's coming up shortly. Now, Steve and Ted, it's time for three big things. Three. Two people hospitalized following a shooting early yesterday afternoon in North Wichita at 22nd and Pyatt near 21st and Grove. Two. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy once again fails to become Speaker of the House. Day four of voting takes place today. One. A man is in custody after he allegedly kidnapped three children in two separate incidents east of Lincoln and Woodlawn in the neighborhood near Clark Elementary School. Three big things with Stephen Ted, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Taking a look at the gasoline prices out there today, really not seeing anybody backing off of the $2.99 a gallon gasoline price. That is the most common price that we've seen out there. And, well, that's where everything is still this morning, $2.99 a gallon here in the Wichita area. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS brought to you by Joe Dubrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire, located downtown at Market and Waterman and online at carlstire.com, your home for complete car care. And our weather forecast here on this Friday, heading into the weekend. Looks like a breezy day today with a high of 51 degrees under a partly cloudy sky. Overnight low tonight down to 31. And we got a cold front moving through on a clear sky tonight. Then looking ahead for the weekend, much cooler tomorrow. Sunny and breezy on Saturday, a high of only 39 and warming up a little bit on a sunny day on Sunday with a high of 47. Currently in Wichita, we have a breeze out of the southeast. It is partly cloudy, 33 degrees. We're on our way to a high today of 51. Coming up on 648 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS on this Friday morning, our first Friday of the year. The Supremes have never won a Grammy. Wait a minute, what? Now, yeah, listen to this. The Supremes have never won a Grammy. Neither has Diana Ross as a solo act. You've got to be kidding that me. That blows my mind away. Yeah. The Recording Academy is about to fix that. The Supremes will get a Lifetime Achievement Award next month in Los Angeles. So will Bobby McFerrin, Nirvana, Slick Rick, Ma Rainey, and Anna Nancy Wilson of Heart. Oh, okay. And guess what? Besides the Supremes, Slick Rick... Ma Rainey and the Wilsons, they've never won Grammys either. Wow. Grammy Awards will be February 5th. Hmm. Little tri- yeah, a little trivia for you there. The Supremes, nor Diana Ross, have never won a Grammy. That is that hard of, to that, believe. That, that, that's very hard to believe. Paula Abdul hopes you will wear her new sunglasses so that you can hear better. Abdul is showing a line of sunglasses that play audio. Or answer calls from the arms of the frames at CES, formerly known as the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. Now, those glasses start at about 200 bucks. They come in seven colors. She says she's wanted to get into the tech world for a long time. But in a way, that's authentic to who she is. She says she is marrying fashion, movement, and technology. Sunglasses that play audio. (laughs) Okay. Uh. I'm not sure I'm spending my 200 bucks on that. Yeah, I don't think so either. High-tech glasses. From Paula Abdul. I think I'll take a pass on that for now. Yeah. It is a 649 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS, and let's see how the stock market fared yesterday. 
Stocks falling sharply after another hot reading on the job market raised worries that the Fed will need to continue to aggressively raise interest rates in order to tackle hot inflation. And shares of Bed Bath & Beyond plunging 30 percent following news that there's substantial doubt that the battered home goods retailer can stay in business as it continues to struggle to keep shelves stocked and curb declining sales. And Walgreens Boots Alliance reported quarterly earnings and sales that topped analysts' expectations and maintained its full-year guidance. But the pharmacy chain posted a net loss on an opioid litigation charge and its shares fell 6 percent. The Dow falling 340 points, the Nasdaq down 154, S&P 500 down 45. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Confused about tipping? So am I, says the money tracker, Don Grant, CFP. It's a good thing he's with us right now. Hello, Don. <laughs> good morning, Ted and Jad. Um, I, I, when, when I mention the type of tipping, you may be confused, too, here in a second. You know, okay, okay. I, I, I find that most of us who have ever worked as a waiter, a valet, mm-hmm. room service, or any other uh, you know, tippable job, seem to be pretty darn good tippers. After all, we understand the work and how tips make a big difference. The pandemic, of course, even prompted me to give even more because many service businesses were, you know, you know, were shuttered, leaving employees with little or no income. But, you know, who should we tip and when and how much? The one that confuses me is that flippable darn iPad thingy screen used to swipe the payment card when ordering from counter service. Now, am I am I supposed to leave a tip for the for that a donut that I picked up at the counter? Uh, you know, the the darn point of sale device suggests 15 to 20%. My concern is that tips may never make it to the server. And if they do, you know, does the server did much less than a waiter, you know, guiding me through an entire meal. The Emily Post Institute, that's all manners, suggests there is no obligation to tip a counter help. So should I go uh, tip my postal carrier? Well, what about the FedEx lady? How about the trash haulers? Well, postal workers can accept smaller gifts worth $20 or less per occasion, but not more than gifts worth, say, 50 bucks a year. That's part of their rule. Uh, you don't want to forget them on National Mail Carriers Day on February 4th. Uh, you can give them a gift cards if they have no cash value. FedEx carriers are not barred from accepting tips, but they are encouraged to say no, so according to FedEx. Well, the newspaper delivery kid deserves from 10 to $40 at the end of the year, according to an article at Kiplinger.com. Leaving a small gift is also appropriate. If it's an adult, cash, a gift card is appreciated. Trash collectors, I generally leave a six-pack on top of the can with a nice note, but you never know who might not drink, of course, these days. Cash in a note is always nice. Gifts to your kid's teacher are not allowed. However, they deserve it most. However, a heartfelt note of appreciation and or gift cards they do go a long way, according to a teacher friend that I talked to. And, of course, if you have any questions, you can give me a call. Number is 267-0600. And uh, just ask for me, Don Grant. Yeah, and that's a, like you pointed out, it's there's no hard, fast rule. It's all a little bit subjective. Well, what do you, what do, you do when you go up to a counter 
and all they do is grab you a cup of coffee or reach under the counter and get you something. I mean, do you do you give do you tip them for that? Uh, if for some reason I feel I like the person, I'll do a buck. If she's cute, in other words. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm reading between the lines. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, but if, if you know, if, if I don't feel a connection with that person, I probably don't leave a tip. Yeah. In that situation. Well, I mean, Emily, Emily Post says not to, but I do understand, you know, counter workers, you know, they're, they're doing all the prepping and, and all that. So maybe they, yeah, I mean, if they are doing all the prepping, if they're, you know, if you're at the, the candy store and they're stocking the shelves and making sure the candies look good. Yeah, and I don't, all I mean, that I, stuff, I get it. Yeah. I don't mind it's just, it's just, sending a buck their way. Yeah. But when that thing comes up and says suggested tip twenty percent, yeah, I'm like, and then no, you, you, yeah, you compare that to a waiter or a waitress who who, who you know spent help, the entire evening, yeah, helps with you out you for an hour like, or more, yeah, it's different, yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, that one that one sometimes has me a bit flummoxed, but uh, anyway, so uh, big weekend plan, yeah, there, there Ted. Uh, I don't think so. Because the Shockers no. played a home game last night, so I got I got no Shocker home games this weekend. Might be after the holidays. I just might uh, lay low this weekend. Good for you. Good for you. Go out and finally rake those leaves. Nope. No. 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 That's. <laughs> I mean, it, it's on the list, but it's way down. Gotcha. I'm yeah. not sure what well, it would getting... take for me to have to go out and. I'm. I'm still waiting for them to blow away. Yeah. All yeah, I need is a couple I, I... of really good windy days, and most of that'll blow away. Well, I, you know, I mulched mine into the lawn, and uh, I, I did a pretty good job on the area outside of the fence. But inside the fence, inside the, the fence, wind can yeah. blow it all at once. Yeah. All it does is sort of keep them in there and move them around a little bit. So <laughs> I, I'm inevitably going to have to go do it. I mean, after all, it's only January. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so. All right. Well, it's good to talk to you. Thanks for uh, checking in with us, and we'll talk to you again. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. All right, I look forward to it. Thank you, man. Good stuff. Bye-bye. That is the Money Tracker, Don Grant, CFP, every weekday morning at this time right here with Stephen Ted on KNSS. Coming up, we have a big 7 o'clock hour on the way. We'll tell you more about that. those uh, kidnapping cases in southeast Wichita and a suspect arrested. KNSS Newstime, 656. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.